welcome back, everybody. It's time again for another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. And today, we're not outside. We're inside surfing the waves here with uh, some uh, some inside sales surfers that I have to note all have beards on today here. Everybody's got a beard. It's the COVID beard that's going on here. <laughs> Matt Hines has got one. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you, Paul? <laughs> I'm hanging in there. I'm under 50 feet of concrete. I'm buried deep in the bunker here. I got 14 cans of Lysol. I'm ready. You know, this week I started a new habit. I... So we are fortunate that we live, you know, when the sun's out in Seattle, it's amazing. And the sun's have been out all week. All, so you I mean, get all, you mean all three days for, that the sun is out? All three days? No, this is the greatest <laughs> PR job of all time that people think it rains all the time here. And not, I mean, like, it's it's not hot, right? Like high 60s. So it's not like it's like burning outside. Right. But it's just gorgeous. And so, you know, I've been going on these three, four mile walks just around the neighborhood in the morning. And I've got, you know, you're, I know we're looking on video. And people can't see this. I've got like a little call list. Yeah. Yeah. Got people's names down with phone numbers throughout yeah. the day, and the next morning, I just as I walk, I just call people. And sometimes there's no agenda; it's just connecting with people. But it's a great way to start the day. What a wonderful life! This is like, like small this. town America. He walks, he talks, he enjoys the birds singing. It's a, it's a good thing. Well, and I, and I spend time walking, and it keep. I don't have time to shave, which is why. Actually, that's not true. I, I have been shaving the top of my head, but the bottom is not the. the I'm seeing what will happen. We'll see what happens. I think that's but, the uh, new normal. Everybody's I know we're a little late start today, so just. Nobody's shaving. They're all at home. Why am I going to shave? I'm not going to the office. Everybody's got a little five o'clock. I've got a I got a twenty year beard going here, but everybody else is. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but the, the the problem with all this is like, oh, I'm not going anywhere. But like here I am on video with yeah, right. you know one of the preeminent writers in the B2B B2B sales space, and I haven't shaved in I don't know how long. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. You know, I, thank goodness at least curtains behind me. For those of you on the podcast, you can't see. I'm in my basement. There's no office at our house. It's basement. <laughs> you're in the bunker. Corner. Yeah, you're down in the bunker. This is the bunker. It's sort of the bunker. There's a window there, but that's, you know. So right here, behind that, behind that curtain is the is the hot mess uh, craft closet. So if Ooh. it's open, you can see everything, and it just it makes us look like hoarders. So I try to make sure that it's closed. Uh, <laughs> Keep it closed. Keep it closed. <laughs> well, who'd you bring your guest here? He's wondering if we're even going to talk about his topic today. Here. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. It's uh, interesting. Well, just, I want to come to Seattle now. Oh, you should, I mean, this place is amazing. You should come here. I tell you, you uh, you come to Seattle, I will come to Stockholm, Sweden, and we'll, we'll do some, we'll, some uh, we'll do some trades. Well, I want to thank everyone first for uh, joining us on Sales Pipe Radio yeah, a little different these days, right? Like we're no longer broadcasting from Heinz Market headquarters. We're broadcasting from um, Heinz Homeschool World headquarters, uh, which is a hot mess as well right now. But that's a whole nother episode. I want to thank everyone for joining us. If you're listening live, I know we actually the live listeners of Sales Pipeline Radio on the Funnel Media Radio Network have increased now that we're all working from home. So if you're making us part of your workday, thank you for doing that. For those of you listening on the podcast appreciate you continuing to do that. I miss my commute. I actually miss my office, George. I miss my commute because I listen to more podcasts as I was making the short drive from from Kirkland into Redmond and back uh, when I was not traveling. Um, and for those of you that uh, are new to Sales Pipeline Radio, welcome. And you can find all of our past episodes as well as future episodes on salespipelineradio.com. Uh, every week we're featuring some of the best and brightest minds in B2B sales marketing. Today is absolutely no different George, I've been hoping to get you on the program for forever. You're one of the best writers in B2B sales. I know I see your content all over the place. The new book, Stop Killing Deals, just out now and available on Amazon. So thanks so much for joining us today. 
Thank you for those kind words. And thanks for what, having me on the show. What time is it in Sweden right now? This must be, is this, this is, I just say you're like, look like a coffee cup, but I'm assuming that's tea caffeine. Yeah, that's just to stay, stay awake. No, it, it's, uh, it's not that late. It's 8.30. Okay. Yeah, well, it's not yeah. too bad. Well, I appreciate yeah. you staying up a little later and, uh, and joining us here today. So first and foremost, how are you doing? How are you coping through this? And I guess the question I've been asking people, like, what is, what's something that you, what's something that you missed? From the old normal um, from a couple months ago, and what's something yeah. that you don't miss from the old normal a couple months ago? Ah, good question. So I'm in my my bunker as well. So I'm in in my basement in my little man cave here. So and that's actually quite nice, <laughs> very yeah. relaxing. Nobody's bothering me, so that's a good thing. I, I can concentrate well. I miss the colleagues, of course, at the office, just having a ping pong game now and then with the the sales guys, uh, the old guys still being there butts and, and ping pong is always fun <laughs> yeah. but yeah no I, I mean the the socializing and just meeting meeting people in, in real life of course it's uh you feel that i get a lot of energy from from that person to person meetings so i miss mm -hmm. that but uh yeah. yeah we're coping well yeah we'll get there i you know i think um i hear a lot of people describing this as the new normal and it's not this is a transition to whatever the new normal is going to be yeah um you know yeah. the old normal will never come back for two reasons one there will be things that we took for granted that just don't exist. There will be some, there'll probably be some safeguards and some other things just about society and being together that are different. But I think a lot of smart people are also going to look at what's happening now as opportunities to make proactive shifts to a new normal. And so the new normal is going to be, we're going to use this time as a catalyst, you know, and think of this not necessarily as a limitation, but as a gift, right? To be able to sort of set some new habits to do some things in a different way. And when you, George, look at the way sales has been done and sort of maybe incrementally changed over the last couple of years, are there things in sales enablement, in sales operations, in sales process that you think this period can help accelerate and catalyze towards a better new normal when we start getting back to work? Yeah, I think what's been happening in sales enablement or sales technology and sales execution over the last years hasn't actually been that great <laughs> i've seen too much automation too much bots too much dehumanizing of the sales process so i kind of dislike that mm -hmm. um, progression so i hope these times will get people to sort of reconsider that approach because i think right now if you start spamming people or continue to spam people with with automated emails that will make you sound pretty tone deaf so hopefully now people will sort of take a step back and think oh, okay hey let's be more human again. I That's agree. what I hope happens. Yeah, I think um, I read last week a book called Rehumanizing Your Business by the founders of BombBomb. Um, when, you know, mm. those guys that have great video service. And, you know, they brought up the topic that we spend so much time automating our messaging and creating these drip campaigns. And, you know, that I, you know I'm a huge fan of the sales engagement uh, tools in general. But if you think about how long the written word has been around, let alone email, let alone literacy, compared to the hundreds of thousands of years that we've been doing face-to-face -face interactions, there's something to be said for getting back to basics. I mean, being able to not just get together in person, but also it's not often, most of the time we're recording these um, these podcasts over Skype. It's kind of nice to be able to see you, right? Because we're doing this over Zoom today. So the face-to-face -face interactions, getting on the phone, I have found personally in the last 30, 45 days, the telephone is my new best friend in terms of engaging with prospects, in terms of following up and rebuilding connection with people that I cared about. Someone described to me the other day, they said, you know, I hate the term, they said, I hate the term tech stack. Stack implies, implies wall. It implies something we need to climb and overcome. Like you don't win an <laughs> award for having the most technology. 
right? No. So are there specific, I mean, if people are like nodding their heads as they listen to this, like, okay, now what? Like, are there specific things you should be looking for in your stack, quote unquote, that might be actual impediments to sales productivity as opposed to helping your sales team sell more? Well, I just find it's, I, I like how they've made sales stack into something positive <laughs> in the first place. Like if you have a good sales stack, you're in front of the pack. You're, I just find the reason we have all these tools is because the main tool we're supposed to be using the CRM doesn't help you do what you should be doing yeah. uh, and isn't very guiding. So I think we're trying to fix stuff with all these tools, but the main problem hasn't been fixed. So yeah, I don't know. It, it's I, I've written about that. I call it the point pollution problem. Uh, and, and it was a slip of the tongue. I was talking about this. And, hey, everybody's buying these point solutions, but I said point pollutions, and that became an article that became quite popular. So I think it's it's just crazy that we are asking salespeople to use like seven tools and jump around, click around. It's not productive to have that many tools. Talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with George Broughton. He's the uh, CEO and founder of Membrane.com. Prolific author. He's a member of the Sales Nova Society. Writes for a variety of publications, including on his own blog at Membrane.com. Killing Deals, which we'll get to in a minute. But I think your point about this point of diminishing returns with technology. When we've given our sales team all these different tools that individually as well as collectively are supposed to make them more productive. But now you have seven different tabs open. Right. And without even realizing it, you think about the steps we're asking reps to do to make the next call or understand who to call next. I wonder how many companies have actually sit and it's a little harder now, I guess, but sit and watch their reps work and looked at how much time it takes to get to the next mm -hmm. call. You know, we've done a handful of work, you know, with companies around just sales process and sales and marketing effectiveness and found that in some cases, all those steps that we have told reps to do without measuring incrementally, it'll be 20, 25 minutes to get everything logged and done and tracked and checked before you can get to the next call. Like that's keeping people from selling. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, I think it's become quite crazy, but, but also it's, uh, I think people see it as a shortcut. So mm -hmm. we buy the tools so that we can automate stuff and kind of not really seeing the human beings that sit in front of those tools. I mean, it's, yeah. I think we need to empower the people, not just buy technology that ought to do their job basically. Uh, so yeah, I mean, one of the big points in, in the book is that we need to develop people and uh, not just throw technology at them. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that that's a really smart point that the technology does not replace the selling and the technology needs to be uh, not just not your strategy, but implementer of your strategy to understand, you know, your audience and who you're selling to and why and what value you can provide to them. The technology is not going to answer that. We have to take a quick break, pay some bills. We'll be right back with more with George Broughton. We're going to be talking more about the book, Stop Killing Sales. I can't imagine, Paul, anyone would want to kill sales. So to have to tell them to stop killing sales tells me there's things people are doing that they don't know that they're doing or don't know that's having the impact. So we're going to talk more about that. We'll get back to the break. We'll be right back on Sales Pipeline Radio. CMOs and marketing leaders have the increasingly complex task of effectively communicating marketing's value to their CEO and board. And as today's markets face growing uncertainties, the need for clear, consistent, and predictable communication will only continue to grow. How do they do it? Read the new research report on marketing's role in the boardroom from Drift, G2, and Heinz Marketing. Get it now at drift.com alignment. That's drift, D-R-I-F-T dot com slash alignment. 
And that seems to be the topic today. How are we going to do it? How are we going to stop sales from evaporating? How are we going to stop killing the sales that's coming in here? You guys are going to tell us how. I got my pen out. I'm ready to take notes. Well, in a particularly prescient conversation, you know, as the landscape shifted a little bit, I think for a couple, three weeks at the beginning of this crisis, this thing shut down. I think there was an awful lot of people that were thinking of, you know, how do I continue to sell, but how do I sell with empathy? How do I, you know, create some sort of resonance and empathy with my prospects? And I think that there's still value in that. But over the last week, I've heard more sales leaders talk about not just selling with empathy, but creating a level of compassionate urgency. For the prospects that still have work to do, for the prospects that still need to get things done, that still need to buy and need to achieve outcomes, we have an opportunity as sellers to create some clarity and direction to help them know what next steps to take to get out of it. I think the first time I heard someone say that, I heard a couple people gasp on the phone, like they're like, that seems like that might be a little tone deaf. We can't, you know, drive urgency right now. He's like, well, we need to get ourselves out of this. And we're not going to get ourselves out of this by hunkering down. Like we have to make some smart steps. And if you've built trust and rapport with your customer, it seems that there's an opportunity to do that. George, I'd love to get your take on this in terms of sort of what you're hearing. And I, you spend a ton of time talking to sales leaders, working with sales trainers. I mean, just working, spending every day working in the industry. What are you hearing from the people that are figuring out how to continue to balance selling with empathy with still moving their pipeline forward? Yeah, and I think you need to be very um, in the know of who your clients are. I mean, if you're talking to clients in an industry that is very affected, of course, it, it'll be very difficult to get to closest right now. But it's always, I think, been more important than the sales profession has maybe understood. Because in order to understand someone's situation, how to help them to come to a better place by helping them do something and buy something from you that helps them get there, you have to first empathize. You have to understand. You have to get under their skin and, and really understand what's going on. So yeah, I think that's more important now than ever. And I think there's so much uncertainty going on right now. People don't know what's happening, what will happen. So getting back to some kind of normal, I mean, you do want to, your business to, to grow. You, you want your clients to do well. So you can't just stop. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to really help them continue with their business, continue with their lives and help them. Unless they're in a situation that, I mean, it's, it, you, you can't really help then you have to pause that. But yeah, I think empathy has, has always been important and is more important now than ever. I don't know if that was a response to your qu question, but... No, did, did Matt freeze us on here? You said something that is, I think, worth repeating. At least it struck me. Empathy hasn't been a priority among most salespeople. The thought that came to me was what somebody told me years ago when we talked about empathy. They said, I don't care about my customer. I just care if they buy. That's the only reason I care about them is are they going to buy from me or not here? And I think that that real, you know, we all say we care. We all want to be consultative salespeople. We all want to assist. We all want to get that attaboy afterwards. But we also want to make our numbers. So, you know, is this is this a mindset that's, time to change we've talked about it is it time to really do it now to care i think the top performers have always cared i guess caring and empathy can be on different levels um i mean you, you don't have to become a psychologist as a salesperson that's probably not the right level of <laughs> empathy but in a business environment you need to care about the outcomes that they need to get to and how you can help them get there i think that kind of empathy and putting some more in times where people are suffering or have people that are suffering, 
then yeah i guess it's it's you can get a bit more personal than you might have been otherwise but yeah it's, it's striking that balance but caring has always been a top trait for top salespeople. i think and yet i've been through sales training years ago when i was much younger empathy was never on the list of uh things it was all about how to close yeah. how to qualify you know how to get the deal done uh, the tricks of the trade empathy was never brought up at least in my day but i'm going back to the yeah. madman era almost here you know yeah no and, and there, there are lots of things that are not being taught in those traditional sales trainings and, and that's some of the stuff that i cover in the book that we we sort of assume that selling should be done in a particular way and right salespeople are born and basically should know this uh, yeah. <laughs> already. So if we just hire the right people, it's all going to be That's taken it. Care and, of. and how do I hire? I, I hire them because you did good at this other job. So therefore, I'm uh-huh. going to get the top performer from that job, and instantly he's going to perform well for me. And then the other thing that comes up, this is a difficult one. Uh, somebody was talking about one of our other shows. Is this time to really, and Matt talked about this, is this time to really walk the talk, to make your culture what you want it to be? Or do we drop the culture and say, I don't care. I just need that aggressive, hard-hitting salesman right now here because nobody else is selling. So we said we didn't want that kind of personality in our company. That's not what we're about. But, uh, hey, we're not hitting the numbers, so let's go get – let's change the gears and uh, change our style. Does that – you know, is that yeah, a bad I reaction? I think a problem we have in the society in general, like short-term versus long-term. Right. What, what game are we playing? And, yeah. and there's a lot of short-sightedness out there that just go make this – the number for this quarter. But if that means that we won't make the customer happy, I don't care, we, just as long as we make the number. So right. we have to think more long-term than that. And that problem is, is huge because it's tied to the system. At least if, if you're a public company, it's in the system. You have to report the numbers every quarter. So so I think there's a systematic problem in there that's problematic. We only have to look at my beard to know I'm an old guy here. And uh, I sometimes make grimacing faces when people come into the studio and talk all about the importance of culture. We care about our people. We care about our customers. Like, yeah, until the numbers stop. And then, uh, you know, how many of the companies that cared about their people laid off 40% or 60% of the sales staff last week? Uh, how many of them are suddenly going to get real aggressive as they get desperate? Um, all those good things are only put to the test in tough times. Yeah, I think we got Matt. Did we get Matt back again. in? Is Matt back in the conversation here? I'm, I'm back, back in? in just for the last minute. How about that? <laughs> well, yeah, I'll tell you what. The, um, we weren't the sure we were going to let you in. We were having a good conversation here. We're talking deep stuff here, deep I, in the I bunker. I don't interrupt anything. This is, I, I, I visit. <laughs> Sounds good. I mean, I and I think part one of the themes that I heard you talk about a little bit, George, and I think what I heard you guys talk about before I joined back in is that, like, good selling is good selling. Right. I mean, like, you know, selling with integrity, selling with empathy, selling with your customer in mind, understanding their issues and how you can help them move forward. That's always been good selling. I think it stands out even more now. And it it points out to us all the really crappy selling strategies and tactics and approaches that unfortunately we're still seeing a little bit as well. Yeah, or a lot. A lot of it. All right. Or a lot. (laughs) Well, we're down down to a little bit of time here. So what final thoughts you want to pass along here, Matt and and your guest? Well, George, I mean, we're, I I know we didn't, you know, technical difficulties working from home. It's it's a fun (laughs) and interesting time. But where can people learn more about the new book and get a copy of themselves? Yeah. So the the link to the new book is pretty cool. It's stop.killing.deals. Nice. Uh, (laughs) And if they want to connect with me, I'm on LinkedIn, George Bronton. Just find me there and hook up with me. 
Awesome. Well, George, I appreciate you joining us today. I appreciate you hanging in with uh, with uh, little technical difficulties, but good conversation, good content. And seriously, folks, I mean, get a copy of the book. It's fantastic. Look for George online, his blog on membrane.com. His writing is fantastic. Just a great guy to follow and learn from. We have an ongoing, amazing lineup. We've got guests lined up into June at this point. Just wow. a fantastic lineup of folks that are going to join us next few weeks on Sales Pipeline Radio. So, uh, I don't know. I'm going to go check on my internet. Um, and, and in the meantime, <laughs> on, my, on behalf of my great producer, Paul, this is Matt Hines. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been listening to another show right here on the Funnel Radio Channel for at work listeners like you. 